Today's podcast is from the Sabbath School Week, lesson number eight, May 14 to 20, presented by Robert Panicle. Let's pray together. Dear Father in heaven, I thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the clear word of God, for the incredible promise that you gave to Abraham, for all the experiences that he had that helps us recognize God's love for us, even when we have made huge mistakes. Oh God of heaven, may the Holy Spirit guide us into all truth now. In Jesus' name, amen. This week's lesson follows the promise of God to Abraham, his experience on Mount Moriah with the sacrifice of Isaac, his son, God's promise that he would provide a substitute, the death of Sarah, a wife for Isaac, then a wife for Abraham, and finally further thoughts on Friday's lesson. God's promise to Abraham was an incredible promise to provide a nation through his seed. He knew that this promise was fulfilled in Isaac. Now, as we go through this study, you may want to pause and read a number of scripture verses first. For this week's study, they are Genesis chapter 22, Hebrews 11 verses, uh, verse 17, Leviticus 18 verse 21, John 1 verses 1 to 3, Romans 5 verses 6 to 8, Genesis 23 to 25, and Romans chapter 4 verses 1 to 12. Now about God's promise to Abraham, knowing that Isaac was the promised son, that through him, all people would be blessed through this seed. Knowing that Abraham had gone through some challenging experiences in his past. God had tested him with situations where Abraham had failed. He had lied and tried to protect his wife, his, his family with his own methods of protection. And yet now Abraham finds himself in the greatest test of all when he is at the twilight years of his life. So as we see on, Monday, on our Sunday's lesson, Abraham finds himself being told by God to offer Isaac his only son. And so he's told to take him to Mount Moriah where he is to sacrifice him on an altar. This is an incredibly challenging command from God and Abraham tries to understand what is happening here. The beautiful thing about this sacrifice is that Abraham came to a conclusion before he made the final decision to sacrifice Isaac. And this, the lesson connects with Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17. But if we look at the context from verses 17 to 19, the Bible shows us a little more detail that yes, Abraham was tested with the sacrifice of Isaac. But not only did Abraham trust God's word, verse 19 of Hebrews 11 gives us that little bit more detail that Abraham actually had come to the conclusion that God would fulfill his promise through Isaac and therefore God was able to and would raise Isaac even from the dead in order to fulfill his promise. And this is ultimately why Abraham had the courage to go through with God's command to sacrifice his son to God on Mount Moriah, because he knew that God would resurrect him from the dead. Now, leaving Sunday's lesson, we come to the incredible truth that God will provide. When we are in our extremity, this is God's opportunity. And so as we look through Genesis 22 and we see what God did in leading Abraham through this test, Abraham had told his son Isaac something that he knew was true, even though he didn't know how it would all play out. He still thought Isaac would have to give his life. But Abraham had said to Isaac when he said, where's the offering? He said, God will provide. Now, when the angel stopped Abraham's hand and told him he was not to kill Isaac, God had a sacrifice provided and waiting. Interestingly, this sacrifice was a ram caught by his horns in a thicket. So here is this ram caught 
in a thorny thicket, an, an acacia bush with thorns all through it. And this ram is caught specifically by his horn. Now we know in Bible history and prophecy that the ram was one of the uh, symbols used for the sacrifice of Jesus. And so this ram, as a symbol of Jesus, being caught by his horns has a very special meaning for us today. The Bible teaches in the book of Zechariah that the horns are a symbol of God's power. And so Jesus, when he used this ram as a symbol of himself, when he had the horn, had the, uh, the ram actually, when Jesus had the ram caught by his horn, he was symbolizing his own power being laid down so that he could represent humanity in our nature. Yes, Jesus laid down his authority and his power from heaven. And he allowed himself to be in our human nature so that he could sacrifice for us that he needed to be. On Tuesday's lesson, we have a defining moment in the death of Sarah. This brings a transition time where her death in the land of promise actually strengthens the fulfillment of God's word that his people would end up there. And also her death prepares the way for the marriage of Isaac to Rebekah and of Abraham to Keturah. Now, as we come to Wednesday with the mention of Isaac's marriage to Rebecca, here we have an incredible insight into God's method of governance and how God guides us in our lives. When Abraham asked his servant to get a wife for Isaac, he wanted him to make sure he was following God's leading. And he also wanted to be sure that his servant would fulfill his search according to Abraham's request. Because of this, Abraham did a very important ceremony where he got his servant to place his hand underneath his thigh. Now, you might ask what would be the significance of his servant placing his hand underneath his thigh when he was giving this assurance and this promise, saying, yes, I will do as you require. When a servant did this in Bible times, he was actually placing himself under the authority of his master. He was saying to his master, I will do what you require. I'm going to put my actions, my hand, underneath your authority. So Abraham's thigh was a symbol of his authority, of his power, of his self-governance. This helps us understand why later in Genesis chapter 32, Jacob's thigh was to be broken out of joint in his wrestle with Jesus. And why in Jeremiah 31 verse 17, the thigh is to be smitten in repentance and conversion. Because when we come to Jesus and when we are to receive of his saving grace, Self must be crucified with Christ. Our own authority, our own power must be yielded and broken and given up for the authority of Jesus Christ. While Abraham is adamant that his son Isaac not marry a Canaanite and that he be from among God's own people, at the same time, Abraham also leaves it open that God will not force this woman. She may say no. However, showing that God is not a God of force, but he's a God who works with human beings and allows them to have their free choice. Now on Thursday's lesson, God had promised Abraham that he would die at a good old age. And that's exactly what happened. Yet before that, Abraham, after the death of Sarah, had married Keturah. He also had numerous children by her. And we can see that Abraham became the father of many nations through not only his marriage to Sarah and then his son Ishmael through Hagar, but also through the children of Keturah. The name Keturah comes from a Hebrew word meaning perfume. And this is fitting as it seems that just as 
Isaac's marriage to Rebekah comforted him after his mother's death, so too Abraham was comforted in his marriage to Keturah after Sarah's death. Truly nothing is impossible with God. While God gave Abraham a command that seemed as though it would be impossible for God's promise to be fulfilled, yet Abraham knew that God would be able to do it, even if it was to raise Isaac from the dead. Because Abraham was the extraordinary prophet with whom God would share his plans, God entered Abraham's human sphere and shared with him, to some degree, his plan of salvation through the sacrifice of his son. In the Testimonies for the Church, volume 3, page 369, Isaac was a figure of the Son of God, who was offered a sacrifice for the sins of the world. God would impress upon Abraham the gospel of salvation to man. In order to do this, and make the truth a reality to him, as well as to test his faith, he required him to slay his darling Isaac. All the sorrow and agony that Abraham endured through that dark and fearful trial were for the purpose of deeply impressing upon his understanding the plan of redemption for fallen man. He was made to understand in his own experience how unutterable was the self-denial of the infinite God in giving his own son to die to rescue man from utter ruin. To Abraham, no mental torture could be equal to that which he endured in obeying the divine command to sacrifice his son. And in Patriarchs and Prophets, page 171, Abraham had become an old man and expected soon to die. Yet one act remained for him to do in securing the fulfillment of the promise to his posterity. Isaac was the one divinely appointed to succeed him as the keeper of the law of God and the father of the chosen people, but he was yet unmarried. The inhabitants of Canaan were given to idolatry, and God had forbidden intermarriage between his people and them, knowing that such marriages would lead to apostasy. The patriarch feared the effect of the corrupting influence surrounding his son. In the mind of Abraham, the choice of a wife for his son was a matter of grave importance. He was anxious to have him marry one who would not lead him away from God. Isaac, trusting to his father's wisdom and affection, was satisfied to commit the matter to him, believing also that God himself would direct the choice man. Let's pray. Loving Father in heaven, we thank you for our study of the promise of God to Abraham and how he could fulfill it even in seemingly impossible things. Help us, Father, to trust you when you give us commands that seem impossible to fulfill. Give us wisdom and faith to believe in the almighty power and providence of God that you will fulfill your promise, whatever it is that you call us to do, and you will perform the things you have told us. Thank you, Father, for your infinite, inestimable love. May you bless us with peace and confidence in your promises today. In Jesus' name, amen.